Here we are. First ever live streaming episode of Down with Joe DeRosa. The first ever all things comedy episode of Down with Joe DeRosa. I can't believe it. Here we are. It's finally happening. And of course, it's starting late. We're off to a great start. Uh, but we've got 45 minutes of fun for you. Coming up, let me get some plugs out of the way. If you're in Los Angeles, I'm headlining uh, Irvine Improv and the Hollywood Improv next week. Um, and then I will also be headlining Nerd Melt Showroom uh, the following week at San Francisco. I'll be up there the second to last week of September at the Punchline and Crackers in Indianapolis the last week of February. Second to last week of February, not September. I said it wrong. Anyway, check JoeDeRosaComedy.com for details, dates, tickets, all that stuff. Here we go. What are we talking? Streaming where I'm just sitting. <laughs> yeah, wait till I introduce you. Sorry. Yeah, but the people watching can see me just it sitting here like a schmuck. They know how it works. We don't have a lot of time, and I'm not in the mood, quite frankly. I know you're uh, not. You're tense. Today's topic is tension. <laughs> if you Google the word tension, Pete, there. Are, these are the top two definitions that appear. The one that you'd expect to see is actually the second one, mental or emotional strain. That's what tension is. Mm -hmm. The first definition that you get, though, is a state of being stretched tight. Ooh, it sounds sexual, doesn't it? It sure does. Uh, I can only assume that that definition isn't referring to people. It's probably talking about like a balloon or like, a canopy scenario. Oh, I see. Yeah, I thought it was a metaphor. No. Strangely enough, I can relate to both definitions of this word. I am often under emotional and mental strain, and that strain makes me feel like I'm being stretched too tightly. What can I say? I'm a tense guy. Things wind me up. A lot of things. Driving, traffic, small talk, parties, work, lack of work, money, lack of money, spending money, buyer's remorse, responsibility, lack of responsibility, abundance of responsibility, buying a dog, not buying a dog, being single, wanting to get married, fear of marriage, and sometimes the guests on this podcast. I'm at a constant war. Me? With myself. <laughs> That's how you greet your first... I didn't greet you yet. All things Hold on. comedy. You haven't been greeted yet. I've I, been insulted. I threw that in because of you being shitty earlier. I am shitty. I'm very tense. Very tense. I've been known, Pete, in moments of extreme tension to punch stuff. <laughs> Not people or animals, but CD players, computers, desks, Dashboards. I've hurt my hands on all kinds of shit. But the real question is why? Why do so many of us react to our feelings this way? That's right, I said us. Don't act like I'm the only one punching my dashboard. And don't get self-conscious about me dragging you into this because how could we not act this way? To quote George Carlin, as I so often do, look around. You're living in a neon sewer. <laughs> so it makes sense that most of us would feel just a little bit off. So then how can we fix it? Well, if you listen to this show, you know that Prozac has certainly lent me a gigantic hand. Uh, you also know that therapy helped out. Those things make me feel nice and calm, like a gentle fawn, as calm and steady as a still pond it drinks from. Nice, right? Not quite. Because I do have tension about the day I discontinue taking the pill and seeing the therapist. So what will happen then? Will the war reignite? And if it does, will I be better suited to fight it? I don't know. So many questions, which is why I'm glad I'm not exploring this topic alone. My guest today is Who a tense... I've already insulted. <laughs> He's a tense man. He's insulted me. I've insulted him. We're both tense. We're both tense. <laughs> he was the first guest ever on Down with Joe DeRosa uh, about a year ago, which is why I'm happy to have him here for our inaugural All Things Comedy launch episode. You know him from the Pete Holmes show and the down, I mean, the uh, You Made It Weird podcast, and he's got two specials, and one of them he has Jimmy's on his face. Pete Holmes! 
Jimmy's is a racist term. Did you know that? Ice cream Jimmy's? Yeah, chocolate sprinkles. Call them Jimmy's Jim Crow law. Come on, roses. Are you serious? You're from Philly. You know that. Those are chocolate sprinkles. You know what you did. They're not. This is why you don't stream them. You accidentally let out a, a racial slur. They're in the red opening. and white. They're called Jimmy's. But those aren't. aren't spr- those are sprinkles. Those are rainbow sprinkles. Rain- Jimmy's means the chocolate ones. Does it really? Yeah. Really? Let's go see Selma instead of doing this podcast <laughs> and teach you a thing or two. I didn't know that. Did teach you learn you that from Selma? No, I learned that from because Boston is like such a richly racist place that we even know the etymology of the terms. You're like, you know, that one comes from. Like, what the? F-? I can't do any of the jokes. It is. Uh, it is. It is professionally racist there. Oh in Boston. yeah. There's a weird pride. When, a racist when, expertise. I would go as when far. When Jack as. Nicholson says the N word in the first thirty seconds of the of Departed, I swear people in Boston are just like, oh, good, they're doing it right. Like, <laughs> it's not that they necessarily hate black people, but they're just kind of like, ah, good, authentic. Well, I did not know that I used a, an offensive term, and I apologize. No, nobody thinks you did. You do. No, no, no. No way. You've already made me tense at the beginning of this podcast. I know you so well. I know you have no hate in your heart. You have certainly not for chocolate sprinkles what's with your, questionable What's your names. problem with me? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, we, I, we are having a tense day, and I, I think that's very uh, helpful for the part We weren't planning on that. No. And I would like to create a, uh, a safe and friendly environment where we can discuss it. That's what that's what this podcast is about, a safe, healthy discussion. There can be agreements, disagreements. It doesn't matter. I'm afraid... Afraid of what? What if we uh, get some beef out of this? Talk about what makes you tense. Today, talk about what makes is making you tense. I'll tell you what makes me tense. We'll but, get it uh, started. But, but it's not. It's, it's honestly not accusatory. But this podcast was supposed to start at 4, and it's 4.20. <laughs> it's 4.20. Which is fine. I mean, would be fine if we didn't have a fucking errand that you need to run after this in right. rush hour. But the, we're not going to go later because we started later. I'm going to cheat the listeners <laughs> and give them a shorter podcast. I didn't know that. At the beginning, you said I got 45 fun-packed minutes. Well, yeah, it was going to go from 4 to 5. Now it's going to go from 4.15 to 5. Oh, I see. Yeah. 420 to 5. So 40 minutes of goodness. We'll go to 505. Including this part. We're going to 505. 505. So remember when I called you? So I thought you were going to get me at 3.30 because when I go somewhere in L.A., even if it is 10, 15 minutes away, I allow half an hour. Yes. But uh, you don't, you're not there. And then I call you and then I text you. And then I, when I call, you called me back 10 minutes later, I said, oh, I just assumed you're dead because you're one of those friends that if I don't hear from you, I'm just like, it's happened. Yeah. And I'm usually a pretty punctual guy. You are. Uh, I had some stuff pop up at the last minute at the house. I was trying to, I was in a sort of involved, intense discussion on the phone with somebody about something. And I looked up and I was like, Jesus, I got to go. Yeah. I didn't realize how late it got. That makes me tense. Uh, so not knowing where my friend is makes me tense. Okay. And then... Uh, also, my errand that I need to run today is making you tense. Absolutely. Because in between the podcast... Okay, be- because we have to go to Irvine tonight, okay? Yes. So we have to drive an hour and a half... Yes. ...to get there, if, if we're lucky, if and there I- isn't an accident, right. if there isn't some sort sure. of unforeseen thing. And now it's Friday, so it's believable that the traffic leaving the city is going to be worse. Okay. And you'd like to leave at the same time, even though yesterday when we left at 6, we got there pretty much at showtime. No, we didn't. We, the audience was seated. We they were we, not the, fully seated. We got there at we got there the at club 33 be, minutes beforehand. Because we did we did because we found yes. the club luckily. But we did have to like tell my manager to call the club that were running late cuz they were uh, probably wondering where we, we were. We didn't have to do that. Well, I the did. cup the club did not call and say where's Pete. 
pretty standard to be there 30 minutes before. We were more than 30 minutes there. We weren't. We got there at 727. The show was at 8. Okay. Well, I was worried then. See, tension exists often in an imaginary place. When I was reading your wonderful list. Thank you. I thought it was very good. And you know I'm a touchy-feely person. And one of the reasons we experience tension is because we're slaves to our mind and we start believing the lies our mind tells us. And I'm here to tell you that I am a huge, I'm a big example of that. How long before you have a talk show at 4.30, that airs at 4.30? I would love a daytime show. (laughs) I love daytime shows. When we did the the late night show, I was like, I want it to be like Oprah. Like, I want to do like a uh, nighttime, daytime show. You have a very Dr. Oz energy. Because what is the fucking point? I'm waiting for someone to help me. I realize no one is helping me, so I started to help myself, and then I started trying to be the person that I wanted people to be to me. Which is very frustrating. I find that in my life. I tell somebody about something amazing. I'm a proselytizer. You know what I mean? What? No, I don't know what that means. I proselytize. I, I, I try to convert people. I try to help oh, people. Oh, okay, okay. I don't mean religiously. I mean, like, for example, uh, my girlfriend and I just found this new app called Postmates where they'll del- deliver you anything, right? Yes. I love it. Yeah, I you were telling me about that. Complete, because I'll tell everyone about it. Sure. Because that's who I am. I'm, I'm what uh, Malcolm Gladwell calls a maven. Like, when I like something, I tell people about it. Yes. Very valuable person to... Uh, you know, uh, marketing people. They're sure. looking for people like me. They're like, when he likes it, he tells people about yes. it. Yes. So I tell people, and then I get very a little bit of heartbreak when I go, hey, man, did you know there's this thing called Postmates? They'll bring you anything. Like if you need uh, food from a restaurant that doesn't, and they're like, yeah, I know. I've been using it for a month. I'm like, motherfucker, you're one of my friends. Right. Tell me about the thing that's making your life better. Right. So when I hear my friend Joe DeRosa say I'm tense, and I go, oh, that mirrors my tension, mm-hmm. I like to share some of the things that I, make me less tense. I but appreciate this it. This isn't about tension, This uh, relieving tension. This is about just having This tension. is just, a, well, it's about all things tension sure. on all things comedy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that joke made me tense. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, tension, and this is a very brief touchy-feely point, is not accepting what is and wanting something that isn't. It's not existing in the moment. It's, yeah. it's the worry of the future. But, it's the regret of the past. And, and why know. do I obsess on these books, Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra? Why? Because I have it. I have the disease where I'm like, I'm in the car, and I'm like, we're going to be late. I, I'm Like, you're worrying about eating. You're like, I got to go to a Carl's Jr. And I'm the one that's like, we can't go to a Carl's Jr. Right. Because I want to get to the green room. I want to see the space. I haven't performed there before. I want to meet the staff. I want to have an apple, and I want to, like, maybe take a shit. You know we're what I mean? so different in that way. I, I don't care what the if it's the first time I've been to the venue or not. I literally want to be jogging in as they're announcing me. I never want to spend time in the venue. I'm it not makes looking for a lot of time. I'm uncomfortable. About Thirty minutes. I get tension from spending time in the venue. I like feeling the energy. What's the crowd sound like? Just I, a little bit. Here's why I don't like it if because that starts before, to get in my head a little bit. I like to run on like this is the show. Well, even if we got there at eight, I still have to listen to the MC and the opener. So, sure. I mean, like, there's no avoiding it really, unless you're in a hotel across the street. Sure. In which case, second night I might show up, you know, closer to my set time. Sure. But, you know, it's all in your head, I think, is is, one, sure. is the point I'm trying to make about tension. Because when I'm in the car, like, you are a capable driver, but I happen to be bad. I'm not, a, good, I'm not a very good driver. Great. I'd be the first to admit that. 
Well, you sure drive like a good one. Like you mean you drive like you think you're a good one. So I'm very surprised. Well, you say I'm that. better than the drivers in L.A. The L.A. drivers make me look like Mario See, Andretti. I, I but, you think know. it's that type of arrogance that leads to accidents, where you're like, I'm the only car on the road that knows what he's doing. Yes, I dated a girl like that. She's like, these dumb motherfuckers. You gotta get to the right and pass them. Have you? I'm like, you're saving thirty seconds to what? Give me an aneurysm. Have you driven in this town? I have no problem driving. You should let me drive to Irvine one night. Have you, tomorrow night? You're welcome to. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I want to. I actually you don't want like to, to get. Horrible. I'd like to get over yeah. my fear of you driving, but I don't like anybody driving me. It's too much. Like we're going to the 101. We're on uh, Vermont, and like I would get left a light ahead. You get left. When people are like already turned, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, now I'm going to go over two lanes. Yeah. That gives me tension. Well, it shouldn't. Just in, get to the left. In this city, it shouldn't give you tension. Because you're one of the bad ones? No, I'm not one of the bad ones. I'm you one of the are. good ones. You tried to pass somebody driving in the lane where people park. It's not even a lane. Do you remember? And I said to you, I go, you can't do this. And you go, I'm better than this woman. Uh, no, I didn't say and that. Then you tried I did to, not say and that. And then I said, she already honked at you. She already thinks you're... When people are honking at you, you're causing tension. I did. Uh, you're <laughs> fine. What <laughs> the fucking... You're going to... This is the only goddamn city I've ever... First of all, I did not say I'm better than this woman. Those words... Did not I'm trying to be funny, but I, th- that lady making the th- the fucking four point turn in the wrong lane. I get it, but you know what? Outrageous. I agree, but who? It's like it's like a, a vendetta, or it's like a, 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 a grudge. You're only hurting yourself. Like I mean, I think there is a good way to let out a good. But honk. I could say the same thing about you getting tense about the way I drive. Oh, absolutely. Right? No, we're we're two shitheads talking about how full of shit our heads are. But when we're in the car and I see a woman with a, with a small child making a fucking goofy turn, you know why I'm tense in the car? Because I was that kid. My mom is a white-knuckle fucking first-generation Lithuanian who got her license when she was like 39. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been in the car with the goofy eight-point turn in rush hour while someone's trying to get on their way to a podcast, which didn't exist at the time. Right. So I've been in the car where people are honking, and that's what gives me this like double tension. You're tense because you're not getting there. It's like poker. You're you're thinking what they have. I'm thinking what they have and what they think we have. You know what I mean? Right. So you're honking, and you're like, this is great. I'm getting out my anger, and I'm not a repressed person. <laughs> and I'm going, Joe's tense. Uh, this woman is clearly not having a good moment, and here's humanity just not giving her any grace. Well, but, And I'm tense. But here's the thing. You don't deserve grace when you decide... You never deserve grace. That's what makes it grace. Hold on a second. Who deserves grace? Oh, many people deserve it. That's the whole purpose of grace. No. Good premium, like, high-grade cocaine grace is when you don't deserve it. That's why we invented the word grace. No. You're thinking of a nicety. No. Or being pleasant. Look, look. No, no, no. That's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> don't tell me what I'm thinking of. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Here's what I'm saying. It's it's grace is great you know grace can grace, be grace grace <laughs> uh, grace I need ten thousand in cash put that with the negotiable papers laughter <laughs> lets the tension out that's, that's what we do I'm so much funnier today I'm not necessarily being hilarious on this podcast but I am funnier more alert more creative more energized more alive 
because in part of my constant anxiety and tension. I always have the best shows when I'm screaming behind the wheel on the way to the club. I have the best shows when I'm watching the people in front of me. Obviously, you're one of my absolute favorites, and the right. MC's great. But if I'm on a random show and people who are on that I absolutely hate, I never have a better show. I always go up and, and have a great show because it makes me very tense. And yes. so sometimes tension can be a, a low-grade feel that the machine runs. Yes, I agree. I agree. I still want to make my grace point. Yeah, go ahead. I'm ready to you, disagree. I agree that you, you know, <laughs> grace is not a thing that is owed. It is a thing that is earned or gifted, right? So you, I, there's a difference, though, to me between showing it to somebody. I think you can still deserve it less than somebody else. It's like, you know, a guy hard in his luck living on the street. Show some grace. Give the guy a sandwich, whatever it is. But a lady that decides to make a fucking self-indulgent. I think the first one is charity and the second one is grace. What's the difference? Charity is like it's it's playing on uh, your sympathy, and you're like this guy's down on his luck. Not that guy uh, like you fart on a date. That's grace to go like I'm not gonna make fun of this. Girl. Okay, well then even, even though she deserves because she just even, ripped one. But that's a, a very but, nice French restaurant. <laughs> but even in that scenario. It, that versus the driver, the fart girl deserves more grace. It was an accident. This fucking lady, uh, this, I disagree. And I'll rephrase it. This dingbat decided to make a five. Tell everybody po- what you called her. She decided to make a five point turn in the middle of the fucking street. I it was understand. an entitled move. I don't. And that, you, can, you can say what I said. No, I don't want to. It's a terrible word. I wish I hadn't heard it. Why? I'm just kidding. Are you? Come on, say it. Slit, I think. No, I didn't say slit. What am I, an animal? I thought you said slit. No, I said slice. Slice. I said it's not your road to do whatever you want, you dumb fucking slice. As I'm looking at her daughter. And then she you didn't go, hear me say And then you go, where do you think the daughter came from? Out of the fucking slice! No, I said, you said, I can't believe you called this her. This is a... why you shouldn't live stream these things. You said, I am not embarrassed. I have I nothing to hide. I would lay awake at night and go, we should take that whole slice part out. I have nothing to hide. No, I believe the, that. Uh, the, uh, I said, let's, here, let's here. accurately say how this went. You said, I can't believe you called that lady a dumb slice. She had a daughter. And I said, where do you think the daughter came from? And you said, out of the slice. I believe you it. said that. I you think finished we both it. said it. Yeah, I think we did. We both said it. I feel like you beat me to it. That's the joke. Now, (laughs) here's the thing. Yeah. Again, going back to our minds and how to a certain, and not in a new agey way, how we create reality. I mean, this is a practical example of how we create reality. When you hear that, you think people mean the secret. Here's what I really mean when I say you create reality with your own mind. Yes. You're adding a narrative. That woman went, I am entitled. I need to get where I'm going. I'm going to make a five-point turn. She's being a bitch. I see her and go, she's a 50-year-old Lithuanian because I'm just seeing my mother. Right, but she, which she made, wasn't. I know. Who cares who she was? I'm just saying, I'm projecting my mother. But I'm saying her. age, on, age could affect the scenario. Okay, that's true. Fine. I'm just saying I see a woman because I'm choosing to add the narrative. She made a mistake. Her daughter is p- making her stressed out. She thought she could do it in one. She didn't see the light changed. You've never made a mistake? So instead of saying entitled bitch, I'm saying a person in need, a person who made an error. I make errors all the time. If we weren't in the environment we live in, I would be much more willing to give more leeway. Again, you're giving the narrative that she's from here. 
that she drives all the time. Well, I mean, I see people. She might have gotten her license today. Well, I'm, uh, here's here's where my narratives come from. The odds. She didn't get her license today. She might have. My mom okay, got her license when she was. 36. She might have. She might be an alien that just was beamed into the vessel of a human and doesn't know how to operate a car. There's a million mics. It doesn't make it. Let's go with likelihood. That she drives and she's Tran- a good driver. Chances are she's a typical L.A. driver I've and drives done- with too much entitlement. Okay, I've made that mistake, though, and I wasn't, even if it was rooted in some sort of entitlement, we're all entitled. We're all selfish. You think you're entitled? We're, we're all entitled. Oh. <laughs> oh. How did you miss that reference? That was very good. <laughs> but that's the point, is it's right. not us and them. It's not, I'm a good driver. That's duality. Your brain gets great pleasure in going, I'm good, she's bad. Then you honk the horn and it feels great. It's the same thing as going, uh, just pick a race. Uh, this uh, these Chinese people sure do shoplift a lot. That's also it is pleasant not the to your same brain. Thing is saying that. No, I'm not saying it is. What? I'm just saying it's pleasant to your brain to make rash, bold decisions based on odds that you did no research on that you're just conjecturing. I get it. You live in this Every world. Every day I drive in L.A. Every day I drive in L.A. There is a major hiccup. Every single day. You know why the traffic is horrible in this town? Because every time a light turns green, the fucking dildo sitting at the light takes 10 seconds to go. Joe, you're talking to a man who yells, one car went when we're going left. (laughs) One car went. I get mad too. But you know what else I do? Sometimes I forget it's rush hour and we're at an intersection and the cars are backed up. Car Light turns yellow and I go. And now I'm blocking the intersection. So, okay. There's two cars, one on one side and one on the other. You're in the one. You see me blocking the intersection. I am the cause of traffic. It's easy to go. Traffic isn't all of our responsibilities. Traffic is this motherfucker who's blocking the intersection. I'm not done. You're on one side going, he's entitled. He went through the yellow. He knew he was going to block the intersection. I'm on the other side. There's two of me in this going, I've done that. Okay. Enter grace. I'm calling you out. I'm, I'm not going to honk I'm at him. I'm calling you out on something. I'm not going to swear at him. Okay. We've Pete, all done it. You're a better man than I am. No, that's not in what I'm the reg- for. In regular life, oh, you're, are you you're about a to more shit on me? To- yeah, you're a more tolerable man than I am in regular life. You give them the benefit of that. That's not true. I'm this is not you, the I- same Pete after two whiskeys. After two whiskeys, it's you dumb shit. Walk it in here with your of stupid course. fucking... Joe, Whoa. that's my point. I'm what? not different from you. <laughs> What's the point? I'm here, I'm here to tell you that we're all the same. <laughs> that the guy that gets mad is also the guy that makes the five-point turn. <laughs> There's no separation. It's not okay. a dumb slit and a good driver. It's humanity. I and understand. it's a messy neon sewer. I understand. You're living in a neon sewer. I'm living in a world where everything is... Why do we love crime? Why do we love cereal? You know, like, why do we love crime dramas? Why do we love uh, crime dramas? The food or the fucking podcast that Cereal, people will the, the, not the, shut the up fucking about. podcast that I actually don't like. I don't, I'm the only person I know that doesn't like it. But why do we like it? Because we like exercising the compassionate part of our brain, going, what if this guy didn't do it? What an interesting thing. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm not even saying he didn't do it, but what I'm listening sure. to, I'm like, this guy, I don't, I, you're not going to learn anything. It's too fucking late. Well, look, but. It's but 18 I, years later. I, ag- like, I agree. I think he had bubble gum that day. I totally agree, and I think you make a great point. However, at some point, odds and statistics have to start to sway your judgment in some way. In some way. For instance, great example Bill Cosby. Zip. We. we <laughs> zip, zip. Whoops, I'm in the doghouse. What did I do? My past is coming back to haunt me. 
Oh, I regret it. Oh, I regret it. Oh, man. My legacy. <laughs> he just stays up at night going, Ah, my legacy. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that sympathetically. Fuck that guy. Here's my point, though. Well, that's my... Exactly. That's my point. All of us deep down, all of us deep down would love a scenario where suddenly in some crazy cosmic scheme of events, whatever it is, it turns out Bill Cosby didn't do these things. And it was all a hoax, and, and he's not guilty, and he is the guy we all want him to be and thought he was. That's what, Of course there's the sympathetic part of you that wants that to happen. But the odds and statistical part of your brain goes, that's not going to happen. He fucking did this shit. It's very obvious. I understand, but let's take Cosby out of it, please, because I don't, I don't want to get too involved in that. Because I don't want to say the wrong thing based on what I'm saying now. Sure. The reason we like pariahs and whipping boys, again, I'm Cosby, fuck him, obviously he's right. a bad person. The reason we like that, and even one of the reasons we do like calling Cosby a bad person, is because we have a hard time with our own evil, even if it's just on a thought level. To Whiskey Pete, you get to see some of my darkness. And it's my favorite version of it. I know. I love two whiskey pee. Why do you think I bring them out every night? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. And here's the funny And I'm part. not making an I go the other way. When I, two whiskey Joe is, is much more happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Much more who gives a shit. We're very weirdly. Yeah, like, we're opposite. It's very odd. I know. Go ahead. But I'm just saying it's hard for us to admit that we all have evil tendencies. We all have the capacity for evil. So when someone fucks up, and I'm, I'm not saying Cosby, Cosby is too big I of know, a case. You've, you've, you've justified, I know. yeah. But I'm just saying when someone does something, right? and like instead of going, me too, I also, under certain circumstances, could be a guy who uh, did, did a hit and run. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you should let someone off a hook if they do a hit and run, but I'm just saying we all know that we have it in us the perfect cocktail of a day where you're just a bad person momentarily. So instead of being able to deal with that, to go inside and do the inner work to make peace with your own darkness, we instead take the easy route and go, oh, Jim Jones hit a guy in suburbia and tried to get away with it. Fuck that guy! <laughs> and we yell and scream like toddlers going, it's that, it's not us, when that is you. It's all of us. We're all fucking assholes and dipshits, but we're also all geniuses. But based on that, based, <laughs> but based on that logic, that I mean, if you take that logic at face value, uh, you could then say anybody is capable of anything, and I don't agree with that. I don't I, agree with that. I think there's certain, you know, they, one of my favorite things that I really think we're talking about. I love this quote: is they, it's a rabbinical teaching where they say, an all-knowing God is an all-forgiving God. I know you're not going to agree with this, but it's the idea that if God knows everything, he can forgive anything because he understands your brain chemistry, he understands your history, he understands your circumstance. Totally. So I am saying that potentially I've done things. This is my girlfriend. I have moments where I snip at her. She compliments me because I'm very good at going, I'm sorry I was curt. She's always like, I didn't even notice. But I was like, I'm sorry I was just curt. I'm mad because the food isn't here. I'm mad because my mom is hassling me. I'm mad because I lost that job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's 
I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying. And I am a subscriber to the to the theory that in 50 years or 100 years or whatever it is, they will be able to prove that all crime is somehow linked to mental deficiency and all that stuff. I agree with all of that. It doesn't change the fact, though, that certain people are capable of certain things that vary from the things that other people are capable of for different reasons. So my question to you is, when does your judgment kick in? It's a very interesting question. I mean, I don't know. We're a little bit out of my depth. I know I led us here, but I don't know the answer to because that. Because to me, you know, I say all the time, you know, like the, the, like the bigger man argument is, is one that always drives me crazy. People say, be the bigger man. Keep your mouth shut. Let it go. Be the bigger man. That's, that's how the bigger man acts. He lets it roll off his, his no shoulders, right? You know? <laughs> but, uh... I love that you knew that I might make a shoulder joke. I knew that... I would That you and the internet would make shoulder <laughs> jokes. But, you know... So, yeah, I mean, but but I always say, and, and there are renowned philosophers that, that would back this up, there's a, there's a real fine line between being the bigger man and being a pussy. I agree. Who are you so, talking to? Your lesson for me is always to let the grumpiness out. Yes. And I do. And your you. lesson for me is to let some of it go. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's why we're good friends. Exactly. And I understand but my, so that. My, but, to, but to draw the parallel, to draw the parallel... Uh, if there's a fine line between being a bigger man and being a pussy, there's also a fine line to me between not being a judgmental prick, which I agree with you is not a good thing. But then there's also the passive guy that's like, hey, man, it's not my job to judge. You know, what am I going to do? Hey, man. But I, in the, you in know the, what I'm saying? In terms of the five-point turn, going back to a, a scenario I can pass a judgment sure, on. Sure, yes. It goes back to what I said about vendettas. You're really just doing it to yourself, meaning you're honking, you're reinforcing the idea that the world is a bad place, that it's a dangerous place, that it's a place filled with stupid people who are out to inconvenience you. Or you can tell yourself another story because that is a story, and they're both based on experience, and they're both based on statistics. You can say, that was a mistake. I also make mistakes. I make mistakes. Sure, of course. We I'm, all I'm not talking about putting a lid on it and becoming Ned Flanders and you lose your mind and you have to go into in an insane asylum. There's a there's a balance. There's I agree that there's a balance and I agree that we all make mistakes. But uh the 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 pro I'm not saying I have a problem with this concept. I in fact think it sounds very healthy. The one small issue I have with it is it starts to it, sometimes it starts to feel like me to me like the God concept. If you argue with most people, if you argue religion for long enough, they'll eventually resort to, well, you got to believe in something. I mean, who wants to go through life not believing in anything? And it's like, okay, well, that's not a valid reason to believe. That's just you saying I'm willing to bullshit myself. You need a better argument than that. Uh, that's a very uncompelling so, argument. I don't like right. that argument. A lot of, I know you don't, but a lot of people will make that argument. So my point is, is, you know, of course we can all say to ourselves, there's a better story to tell yourself. But what are the boundaries of that story? You know, I could go into a supermarket and watch people shove and push like you so often do or stand in line and watch people cut and rush or go to the mall at Christmas time, watch people act like complete fucking savages to get their gifts. At the end of the day, what's, I can make up a million stories about why they're acting that way. Or is it true or is it am I bullshitting myself I to think, just to feel happy but when I'm I should I'm saying that there are equally viable options. I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm not telling you I'm deluding myself. I know you're I not. I believe I know you're not. that there are as many entitled people 
as there are confused, innocent people who just made a five-point turn at the wrong time. Okay. I don't think I'm making up some fantasy woman that made a mistake. Have you met a person? We all make mistakes. Yeah. You're instead adding your narrative saying she's entitled and she did this because she doesn't give a shit about me. That's a dangerous thing. Sometimes I play Grand Theft Auto and I'm like, this is a little bit dangerous because everyone in Grand Theft Auto will fight you back. Everyone will punch you. You know what I mean? Like everybody has a gun. Sure. Like so sometimes I, I love that game, but I'm like, it's kind of weird that this is reinforced. Here's one thing that I know you'll like. But I, can I say this really fast? Yeah, please. Just to just to back where I was coming from with the five point turn, turn lady, really fast. Yeah. She was going into the post office. She was not making a left-hand turn. No, I know. So what she was doing clearly was she decided to make a complete U-turn into the other lane and then spin back around into our... I mean, it's such an asshole thing to do. It's like, go around the block, lady. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying that I've started to do a move like that, and like half a second past the point of no return, I've gone... This was the wrong choice. All right, fair enough. I you know that I mean? too. I'm like, full of shit. I can't be holding you. You're not full of shit. No, I'm saying I'm being. No, you're me. Like everything you're saying. I, I'm just saying we can, in that moment, condition ourselves to either lean one way or the other. Now, well, so then is is the basics of this? You can choose. There's a hell on earth. I won't live in it. Yeah. Is that what it is? You're, you choose to recognize certain things versus not recognizing the other things. I don't even think it's necessarily. There's, there is a way that people can talk about it. I choose happiness. I choose to think me. I say it's one or the other. You're not going to know unless you get out and interview that woman and really, like, get her drunk first so she'll really be honest with you. Or you can go, it's as likely that the world is an empty place as it's just a place that has some flaws, and I'm going to show grace to a person that doesn't deserve it, and I think that's the pure-cut grace. Here's one practical way that I know you'll appreciate this. I've seen comedians get heckled. And it's always like a phrase. It's not like you suck or something. But someone will be like, uh, will say something to your bit. And I've seen comedians take that and be like, shut the fuck up. This guy's talking to my shit. Right, yeah. And then I've gotten to the point where you give them the benefit of the doubt and you're like, is this a heckler? I think comedians turn hecklers into hecklers with their aggression. Nine times, I was on stage last night and a guy said something. And I could have gone to shut the fuck up, but I was more like, oh, sorry, what did you say? Right. I don't mind. What did you say? And he was like, I was just saying I agree. And I was like, and then I just kind of like took it as a compliment. I'm like, this guy knows what I'm saying. That's one of those kind of. Sure. There's just as many people that sure. didn't know you're not supposed to talk in a comedy show. They should have watched the video. They were late. Damn, they shouldn't be late. We were late to this podcast. Yeah, no. I mean, look at all the flaws that we've experienced I today. Agree. You I were agree. late to this. You were late to pick me up. I love you. It's, and I'm not being the bigger man. I'm just saying, I am late. Yeah. If I give you, I make fun of you, and we have some laughs. But one of the selfish reasons to be a graceful person, you should change the topic to grace, is that... No, if, no, no. Tension's if, good. If you're late... Oh, you're right. And then I, I don't know. And then I'm late. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I need to, I want to live in a world, I want to foster friendships where we, where we give it to each other. Where if I'm late, it's okay... If you cancel on dinner, it's okay. You know what I mean? Well, absolutely. And then at a certain point, you have to be like, you know, Joe's canceled the last eight dinners. Maybe we're not friends anymore. But so you do have a time and you'll draw a line eventually. There has to be. And that's I, what you help me with. And it's fun. And two Whiskey Pete, 
He he doesn't he doesn't take any of that shit. You can't till dinner with me. I'm the big cheese. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love when you I love when when the when you get a couple in you and and that guy comes out. It's my favorite. But the version. different sides of ourselves are clues to how. Again, I don't mean in a spiritual Look, way how we're all sure, connected. How sure. how we're all doing the same sure. sort of stuff. Look, I'm way way better than I was three years ago. Three years ago, well. Five years ago, I was the guy on stage. I've been banned from clubs for things I did six, seven years ago on stage. For the way I would react, and where where the audience member was in the wrong, but I would react so harshly that I would go too far. Yeah, and it would be like we were with you. Now it's crazy. Yep. Um, so I had to learn those lessons the hard way. And Mike DiStefano, before he died, said to me, "You, you never feel good afterwards. You get, you know." I remember goes, you telling me. Yeah, that. he goes, "I used to be that guy." And, um, but, uh, so I was that way in all aspects of my life. Now I'm the guy on stage when, you know, I've actually, I'm so happy on stage. I got to the point where if a joke at the front bombs or doesn't work, I kind of might say something sarcastic, but I've learned how to keep moving. And what's well, about not taking it too, don't take anything. Exactly, exactly. Everybody is the star of their own movie. And just in your movie, you think you're the star of their movie. They're really just thinking about themselves. And speaking of Mike DiStefano, a guy who towards the end of his life, he he started to really experience where the real juice is, which is uh, sharing tenderness, sharing compassion, sharing grace. That story about taking his his dying wife or girlfriend on a motorcycle ride because she wanted to do it and she was tired of feeling like a, I believe, was it? I don't remember what she died of, but she was dying. Yeah. And he put her on his motorcycle and rode her on. Yeah. And all the nurses are weeping. That's, that's, that's the real stuff. Yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. About, it's not about getting on stage and saying... Your even that duality. You're dying, and I'm a well person. In that moment, we're transcending the labels that we put on things: good driver, bad driver, sick person, healthy person, man, woman, genius, stupid, homeless person, homed person. Yes. And you're just going. I see you as an expression of consciousness or this world. I'm going to put you on a motorcycle. Why do we cry at that? It's just a woman on a motorcycle because it's grace, because it's beauty, because it's it's transcendence. Right. And that's so much better than honking at a woman. <laughs> it is sometimes. No one's watching this on streaming. <laughs> I'm giving the cameras the finger. It is. Listen, it is most of the time. I, I oh, can't. and by the way, I'm sorry. Listen to the Mike DiStefano WTF. That's where I'm referencing Yeah, yeah I'll story. listen to it. No, I, not you, but I'm telling the listeners. Oh, I, well, I'm sorry. Make, I didn't know it was your podcast. It, every joking. podcast I on, I'm on becomes my podcast. I know. I t- make, I've, had, I've been drinking whiskeys. <laughs> today? I'm just kidding. Did you have whiskeys today? No, the joke was I was saying something like an asshole. I know, I, I know. Like, um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, I, I, I can't discredit, and, and fans of the show will know, I'm being a hypocrite if I discredit rage completely. I don't think I don't think it is always bad to let it out a little bit. Now, I think it's bad to be the way I used to. Here's a story that I this is how tense and wound up I used to be. My CD player when back when you had a CD player, when you had a five disc changer on your stereo, I had a Sony five disc, it would skip when I blasted it. If I turned it up too loud, the vibrations from the woofers and the speakers would cause so much rumbling that it would make the CD player skip. Mm-hmm. But I would do it incessantly. I wanted to be four rooms away and listen to the music. So I, every day I would do it. Every day it would skip. Every day I would get mad. Every single day. Same thing over and over. I got so mad one day, I went into the, my bedroom. 
I started yelling at the CD player. I was about 17. I started yelling at the CD player for skipping, telling it to stop skipping because it was a piece of shit. Kept skipping to me, which, of course, was a, an affront to me. Right. Uh, I punched the CD player, broke all the buttons on front on the front panel of it because I hit it, then got mad that the buttons broke, and then I punched it again and broke it work. That's the guy that I used to be. Yeah. And I was that guy up until... Probably at least thirty. Um, you know, I used to have a joke in my act. Have you ever, have you ever screamed at your computer so much, you're worried that your neighbors think you're an abusive husband? That's funny. You know, because I would scream, the fucking cocksucker. And like the other side know? of that. Uh, but now, here, oh, wait, let sorry. me finish though. Let me finish. But now, my point is, is sometimes, once in a while, if I'm in a rush and I'm under a lot of pressure and I'm tense and we're trying to get there, and the lady's doing a dumb thing, I honk and I go, God damn, you fucking psych. I get it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. no, I know you get it, but I'm no, just saying. No, 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 I'm not saying I get it, stop talking. I'm like, I agree with you. It's, it's so, it's been drawn back quite a bit, and look, there is a thing, it, there, is, there, is a, there is a certain value to the philosophy of like, no harm, no foul. She doesn't know I called her a slice. I yelled it half for your enjoyment, Half oh, for yeah. my expression, you know? And that's like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. And coming from a guy that literally used to wait next to people's cars to yell at them for parking like an asshole, well, you know, I've come a long way since the... I feel like this because of that admission, this podcast will one day be called Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Can I tell you? Yeah, go ahead. This is the other side. Okay, going back to the balance of it all. Every, almost every relationship I've ended... Uh, it was completely out of the blue. Okay, after my wife uh, and I broke up, that was her idea. Every relationship since then was always me breaking up with the person. Sure. And the woman, who, they, I always cared about them very deeply and had love for them. They would always be like shocked that anything was wrong. Right. Why? Because I was Ned Flandering them. Right. And then that was pre-podcast. Post-podcast, I'm trying to be a more full three-dimensional person and let out frustration when I have them and trying to create a safe way to be like, just so you know, this bothers me, or this bothers me, or this bothers me, or mm -hmm. this made me feel this way. Because it sucks. That is also sociopathic behavior. Right. Trying to make everyone like you is manipulative and false, and it's a lie. Because everyone can't like you if you're being yourself. You're trying to control people. So in relationships, I'm trying to, oh, I want them so much to think that I'm the perfect boyfriend that I would withhold my true feelings and then one day sabotage them. Right. That's Dexter shit. Right. So here's Joe waiting for people to yell at them for parking badly. And here's Pete literally also hurting people or scaring people in your case uh, in another way. Right. In like a kinder, gentler, no one can really pinpoint it unless I go on podcast and admit it. That is... Also not correct. Right. I'm saying there is, a, as the Dalai Lama would say, there's a middle way in between the two. And we got to have, you got to have your truth. You got to speak your truth. But there are, there's also the gray area. The gray area. But I would also say the thing that I go back to, you, you need, we need to look at these things. Does it give you pleasure? When I hear you about putting CDs on and knowing it's going to skip, but you want to do it. Like, I, I, I'm wondering if there's certain things. We're all looking for, like, a guaranteed experience, and rage is a cheap one. Oh, well, that was, you know, that was my M.O. back in the day. Back in the day, my anger was was who I was. Like, But I'm saying it, even the honking and, 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 you know what I mean, is a guaranteed experience. You're going to feel a certain thing. You're going to get a little bit of a charge from it. You're going to feel alive from it. You're going you're gonna to see a little bit of yourself. Sure, I it. make you laugh. I make Val laugh I'm by yelling dumb slice. Yeah, I'm not even saying <laughs> it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not, neither of us are saying Pete breaking hearts out of the blue and 
uh, not even the honk, because I understand your side, but Joe punching the CD player, neither of those are where we should be. No. There's an image that I hold in my head of the higher self me, the best me, and I'm always trying to be like that guy. And that guy is not as tense in the car with you, but also will say, Joe, it just rained. Can you not tailgate this woman with a sure. handicap sticker? Which I wasn't doing. No, I, I'm making up a comedy I know, example. I know, I know, I know. But, it, but, but, but here's the thing. It's, but it's, I mean, like, I don't want to be so nice that I die in your car, and I also don't want to lose your friendship because I'm like, Joe, get to the right. It's the next exit. There's a semi fucking behind us. It's in- the gray area. Yeah. I regret deeply not naming this podcast a year ago the gray area because that's always what my goal is with these discussions is to find the in-between. It's always it's my number one complaint about people and their and polarizing discussions. Why can't we talk about politics more at parties? Why can't we talk about abortion more at parties? Why can't we talk about religion more at parties? Because people get way, way, way too fucking mad and wound up about their side of it. And it's like maybe if we just started to understand each other a little bit better, things would be less tense. Well, and that's uh, the end of our show, everybody. Pete, what do you want to plug? That was real good. Thank you. What do you want to plug? Uh, my podcast, You Made It Weird, and uh, I'll be in San Diego next weekend, and then I'll be in Grand Rapids for Gilda's Laugh Fest doing a live podcast there. And I also do a monthly show at Largo. I'm going to be at Gilda's Laugh Fest. Oh, great. You can do the podcast. That'd be great. I'd you're love to. You're always my favorite. Oh, it's it's the best. You're my favorite. This was great. This was great. And it was, was great. Uh, it was a little bit better because of tension. I know. I agree. Uh, all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we're here, All Things Comedy. It's going to be happening on this network from now on. Uh, this will post Monday. And then after that, we'll get into the regular swing with the network here. Uh, Go to JoeDeRosaComedy.com for upcoming show dates in L.A. the next two weeks, then San Fran, then Indianapolis, and then Grand Rapids in March. I I should have said PeteHolmes.com, by the way. PeteHolmes.com. JoeDeRosaComedy.com. Goodbye. RealDoll.com. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.